From Welcome Villain Films, the studio that brought you the horror hit Malum, as well as Beaten to Death and Hunter Killer, comes their newest nightmare, Mind, Body, Spirit, now available on digital. Directed by Alex Haynes and Matthew Miranda, and produced by Dan Asma, Mind, Body, Spirit follows Anya, an aspiring yoga influencer, as she embarks on a ritual practice left behind by her estranged grandmother. What starts as a spiritual self-help guide quickly evolves into something much more sinister. As Anya becomes increasingly obsessed with the mysterious power of the practice, she unwittingly unleashes an otherworldly entity that begins to take control of her life and her videos. Now, Anya must race to unlock the truth before her descent into madness threatens to consume her mind, body, and spirit. During its festival tour, which stops at Chattanooga Film Festival and the Unnamed Footage Festival, Mind, Body, Spirit garnered praise from critics who call it a found footage version of Hereditary and a knockout found footage horror movie for the live stream era. Experience the first ever yoga-themed found footage horror film and don't miss the film viewers have called extremely frightening and upsetting. Available now on digital anywhere you rent or buy movies online, including Prime Video and Apple Plus. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Don't touch that dial. You're tuned in to the Dread Podcast Network. What is your favorite scary movie? Oh, come on. You know I don't watch that shit. Why not? Too scared? No. No, it's just what's the point? They're all the same. Some stupid killer stalking some big-breasted girl who can't act who's always running up the stairs when she should be going out the front door. It's insulting. I'm Ketrin. I'm Kim. Nice to meet you. Hello. It's 2022. No, it's not. It will be when they start listening to this. I don't think so. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, because we're switcherooing. We're switcherooing. <laughs> yeah. Well, so happy new year. Happy then. new year. We're coming to you from the past. Hello. <laughs> we're Kim and Ket Stay Alive. Maybe. We're a horror movie comedy podcast still. We're going to tell and you the entirety of a movie, spoilers and all. Yeah, this week I, Ketrin, Aaron, Marie, Burns, <gasps> How Porter, <dare> you? Martin, <laughs> are, <laughs> I'm going to tell the story. She stole half my name. Mm-hmm. I'm Kimberly Aaron Marie Burns. Yes. Period. You and are. I'm gonna try to stay alive. Hi. So this is okay. Interesting. Okay. Is your mind blown right now? Yep. Cool. So this is episode 177. Oh yeah, I guess it is. It is 177. Okay. Just yeah. Making sure I'm on the same page. 
No, I'm glad we said that out loud because I was about to fuck up all of that shit until you had said that. So nice job. Uh, we're here and we're ready to do this in 2022. Hopefully I have kicked my sugar addiction that I suddenly now have. Uh, hopefully there's no more coronavirus in 2022. <laughs> Hopefully everything is just going great, and the holidays seem like a great time to cook a c- cook a sugar addiction, kick a sugar cook, addiction, cook a sugar addiction. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's um, it's pretty profound at the moment. Um, I don't usually have a sweet tooth, but God damn it, do I? In my past, in, in my past, my past self does. Hmm. Um, yeah. I, I always do. Yeah, you always have a sweet tooth. I'm more of a salty bitch. I like salty than sweet. I like a ball. Mm. Yeah. My brain is moving at turtle speed today, tonight, cool. now, so I expect a <laughs> lot of that. Great. A lot of cooking sugar. <laughs> cooking sugar. Tallulah. <laughs> uh, yeah, my brain is moving a little bit at a injured snail's pace as well. We're still at the pre- Christmas days, and so mm-hmm. I am just so busy. Yeah. So busy. Yeah. So busy. I did busy. get to go to um, Midsummer Scream's uh, Season's Greetings last oh, minute. Oh, yes! I haven't even heard about this, guys. I want to hear about this. Yeah, I went... Um, I, the, so it's interesting, because Midsummer Scream is, is usually in Long Beach, right? Oh, I thought you were going to say Midsummer Scream is usually in Midsummer, and I was like, "Yes," and in it is not Midsummer. Midsummer <laughs> in Long Beach. Yeah, uh, I can honestly say I have no recollection of where any of those things ever are. So I'll but take. That's your where word we for did it. our first live show. That's why it holds a place in my oh, heart. Oh yeah, I guess it is where. Yep. So yeah. Um. So this was interesting because it was in Pasadena, which is where we went to something before Monster Palooza. Yes. I think maybe Monster Palooza. Yeah. So I guess this is like their holiday one called Seasons Greetings. Uh, okay. Wait, Seasons Screamings. Seasons Screamings. That <laughs> makes more sense. Hey, I said yeah. it right, but wrong. <laughs> um, but I just went Friday night because there was like a little variety show that they put on. And um, our friend Mackenzie Parker was in it. Uh, he played the guy from Silent Night. Billy. Billy. And um, it was hosted by Barbara Crampton and um, Angel uh, Horror Girl Problems, who now works at Fangoria, who I totally have a crush on. Don't tell her. Except unless uh, you know her and think it's a good idea, then tell her. But also don't tell her. Ah! No, but like also I totally also have a crush on her. And like You're married. Sort of, I You didn't let me finish my sentence. I was going to okay. say, so I'm shipping you two. Oh, thank you. That was going to be what I said. You <laughs> jumped the gun, you bitch. <laughs> I was like, let me have this. No, I'm straight um, up shipping you two, and I'm going to say it aloud on this podcast. Uh, ah! Okay. Um, anyway, now I feel nervous about who's going to hear I it. I don't know who listens. <laughs> um, but it was fun. Um, so tell me about so it was because Mackenzie texted me I was in San Francisco so I couldn't go and he all all I sort of heard was like I'm going to this thing and I'm going to be Billy so like what was it 
Uh, it was a variety show. It was a hard okay. holiday variety show. So okay. straight up, like, it was like little mini acts. And um, some were like musicals, some were like little skits and stuff like that. And then like Barbara and Angel would come in in between each one and do like a little like a little comedy bit. Yeah. Boop, boop, boop. Yeah. Um, and uh, they looked fabulous. And it was so cute and fun. Um, yeah, it was it was interesting. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> it's very interesting. It was a little off the wall for some of it. Like there uh-huh. was like a balloon artist guy, and then there was like a guy who sure. played the ukulele, and then sure all like, the Christmas classics, balloon animals and ukuleles. Um, you know, I I honestly took a lot of video and was planning on making like a little TikTok put together thing, but that just hasn't happened yet. But maybe by the time you hear this, it will. Or yeah, if it knows? hasn't by then, just forget I ever said it because it's never yep. going to happen. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah. But the only thing that sucked is like I decided I found out that afternoon that Mackenzie was in it. I also was supposed to have dinner with someone that night and it was like canceled. So then like it all kind of was a whirlwind where like on Friday night it was only open from like six to ten and the show was from like eight to ten. Mm-hmm. So I decided at like seven that I was going to go. So I like hopped in the shower and drove over. I got there like literally as it was starting. Uh-huh. And I didn't know it was two hours. I thought it was going to be one, which it probably could have been one. Um, and so I didn't Kenzie get to go too. into the thing like at all. Oh, like I no. literally showed up when the show started, had to buy my ticket there and then watch the show. And then they kicked us out. They were like, get the fuck out. They were like, goodbye. Jeez. Okay. Yeah. So, um, I didn't get to go into like the convention hall, like literally at all for a second, which was yeah, totally a bummer. I was like, "Fuck!" I could have bought Christmas presents in there. Oh, but boo. um, I just didn't have to. I just yeah, it showed up like I was a it was a whirlwind. Yeah. Um, but I'm yeah. so glad you got to like see Mackenzie do his thing though, and like got to see Barbara and, mm-hmm. and yeah, your, it was really and fun. Your new girlfriend. <laughs> 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 Don't tell her. Oh my god, I just made her totally lose her train of thought. <laughs> oh, me and Mackenzie went and like had a beer afterwards too, which was nice. So that's cool. That's great. Um, yeah, I'm bummed I missed it. We were um at so I went to San Francisco for my first Metallica concert. Probably mm-hmm. my last. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was really, I don't even think I told Kim this. I was really anxious about it just because, like, you know, sounds that I don't like <laughs> are hard for me. Because <laughs> your, your autism shows? Yeah, it does. <laughs> it's just, I really. I've heard. Like, uh, <laughs> okay, look. <laughs> I. <laughs> I've I've made this joke before. Mm-hmm. Look, we're all on the spectrum. It's a spectrum 100. for a reason. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, but there are some things that Ketrin does where sometimes I was like, you feel a little further down the spectrum. But yeah. then when I started watching Love on the Spectrum, I was like, oh, I really think Ketrin's on the spectrum. Yeah. <laughs> because it, it truly is. <laughs> yeah. Because like I do love that like. Are, her thi- are, are one of the things where she, it's like. Loud a, noises repetitive noises out of place noises noises yeah so i can understand why um 
you know, a Metallica concert might be scary because her autism would be showing. Yeah. Yeah. But here's I was really proud of myself. So um, I went in knowing like basically being like, I'm not going to enjoy this, but I'm going to enjoy like listening to what Eric enjoys. Like that's my goal is to like is to like pick up on like what he is enjoying about it. So going in with that mentality, I had earplugs, edibles, and uh, I was going to be the one who like went and got the drinks if need be. That was like the thing. But I got there and I realized that like because I had earplugs in, a lot of the like unpleasant chainsaw noises, which is like what I associate with like metal, where it's just like it just feels like a chainsaw is is sawing my head in half is what it feels like to me. Uh-huh. But the earplugs drown all of that out. So all I have is the drums, which I actually really like. So I was just like feeling the drum beat and I was like, oh, I can get into mm-hmm. this I can do that like a and wonderful then, little autistic child I like love a wonderful it. Li- and that well this also <laughs> this also is my spectrum showing is that Eric would like play Eric can play any instrument like he can like he's better at others but like he can pretty much pick up like most intr- instruments and figure out how to play them and so he didn't realize that he was playing instruments like on my shoulder or like on my arm and then he was like, oh, sorry. And I was like, no, actually, like, I, so he was, like, playing the instruments <laughs> on my arm. <laughs> and I was like, I am enjoying this. So I actually said to him afterwards, I was like, I'm not going to seek out a Metallica concert. No. But I would go to another Metallica concert with you. So I great. think it was a success. That's great. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I feel like stuff like that, you're not going to enjoy it. You're going to enjoy your partner enjoying it. Right. Like, you're going, yeah. like, you know, you're going to see your partner, like, be so fucking giddy and happy that it makes exactly. you happy. Like that's what those things are, you know. I was concerned about my own discomfort getting in the way of like me being able to focus on him. Mm-hmm. But I figured it out. So love on the spectrum, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I did take a t- I did take a test she after Kim made fun of me for it. The clickety clack of nails on a <laughs> keypad. She doesn't like loud noises or sirens. No, I do not. (laughs) No, I do not. I was, I did take like a spectrum. But point at people's faces in bars. (laughs) (laughs) I I just, I am a little bit. So go ahead. You took a test. And I was a little bit more on the spectrum than, than, (laughs) than average. (laughs) But now the thing that we. Yeah, but now the thing that we know about autism is just like it's just not being neurotypical. It's not like a disorder or a whatever. It's just like a you know all of us are. Fuck love on the spectrum made me like want to date some fucking autistic people. Oh yeah, they're so yeah. sweet. They all brought flowers. Yeah. They all met with Jody and learned how to ask questions. I was like, look, oh. not for nothing, but like some neurotypical people need to meet with Jody and learn how to like, right learn how to ask dates. questions. Yes. Oh my Learn God. That's how so to, like, true. Connect socially with other humans and like not yeah. make it all about themselves. Yeah. Oh my God. That's so true. That's like 100% the complaint that every single one of my single girlfriends, no matter what time in their life they're in, it's why don't dudes ask questions? Which is just that's not an across the board statement. It's just that like 
you will meet people and then it's a dreadful date. Yeah. Oh, no, of course. Not across the board. It's like more like the number one complaint if my girlfriend has been on a bad date. It's like, well, first of all, he didn't ask me anything about myself. Like that's Mm -hmm. almost always like the first thing. So you're getting a little behind the scenes hint, guys. Ask questions about her and then be interested in the answers. See how that works. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah. So we both had our our eventful weekends. Fun. That's all I have. Do you have more things to tell me before I tell you a movie? Well, I think I did that. And then I um, got to go to a holiday party. And then I'm going to fly home for Christmas, which I'm really excited. And um, that's my life. Great. I am also going home for day after Christmas. And that's that. But now we're in the future. We're in 2022 and everything is great. We're already back. It all went great. Everything's awesome. And I have a movie to tell tell you. Tell me a movie. Okay. So I wanted to do a New Year's Eve themed movie. So here we go. I watched New Year's Evil. New Year's Evil. Yes, I did. Came out in 19... 80, and uh, it was directed by Emmett Alston. And it's my favorite name. And it was written by Emmett Alston and Leonard Neubauer. Well, here we go. New Year's Evil. We have a lot of dead or lives. I'm so sorry. It's a New Year's Eve party, so you know how that goes. Um... All right, Diane. Alive. <laughs> alive. <laughs> Kim's barely alive, but Diane's alive. Uh, Richard. <laughs> Dead. Lieutenant something. Dead. Uh, Derek. Dead. Sally. Dead. Uh, Ernie. Oh, alive. Uh, Jane. Dead. Lisa. Dead. Uh, cop officer Green. Alive. <clears throat> uh, teen girl. Alive. D- uh, teen boy. Dead. Yvonne. Alive. Not terrible. All right. So here we go. We open on Diane getting into her hair and makeup. Now, I want you to picture a New Year's Eve show where we are moving from the 70s to the 80s. So we've got kind of like we're leaving behind a little bit of a disco vibe and we're moving into sort of like Sid and Nancy punk type vibes okay Mm -hmm. so she's like got sort of like teased red hair and like blue eyeshadow and like a you know uh lame dress like this is the vibe that we're doing here Mm -hmm. and Sid and Nancy was one of my favorite Halloween costumes I've ever done I recall your Sid and Nancy costume and that was great it was it was pretty legit it was very fun very fun and a fun character obviously yeah so She's getting in hair and makeup and her agent or manager, Ernie, comes in and is like, you've got five minutes, Diane. 
And Diane's like, take a lewd and relax. (laughs) (laughs) Take a lewd and relax. Take a lewd and relax. No, my first drug. Was it? Oh, I didn't know that. Why am I saying like I didn't know that? So uh, Diane then says, can someone get Yvonne on the phone? Uh, We now cut to Yvonne. She answers and uh, Diane is like, where's Richard? Who is her husband? And Yvonne basically says he's coked up in Palm Springs. Like he's not going to make it because he's fucking Richard. And Diane hangs up and she's like kind of bummed. And she's like, it would have been nice for some, you know, moral support on like my New Year's Eve show. And Ernie's like, well, you never needed it before, gal. (laughs) Ernie is not that character. I don't know why I'm playing him that way. (laughs) Okay. But it's my interpretation of Ernie. So we're now back with. uh, So here's what Diane does. It's basically like a New Year's Eve show where she's hosting a band, but she like appears to be like a, a a VJ or a DJ for a radio station. And it's like a big sort of national radio station. She's a host of this show. And it's going to be live, televised, all that kind of stuff. But that's that's okay. who she is. So now we're back with Yvonne and she goes into her hotel room and she's in the bathroom getting her makeup on. And the bathroom faucet is leaking which drives me insane so she sticks her hand in to like tighten it up she then so she's tightened the faucet she's in the bathroom she then hears like something at her door of her hotel room and like the door is like ajar a little bit like has been opened ajar a little bit question one what do you do what does Yvonne do I think she is like, hello, and looks around. My hotel room door is open. Like slightly ajar. Like you could look at it and go, oh, did I not close it all the way? Except you heard something. Um, No, I always close my hotel room doors. I don't like that. I don't either. Well, I guess get the fuck out. Maybe. I don't know. I'm going to go tell the fucking desk clerk. Be like, hello. I Someone's in my room. I need help. Bring the police. I'll give you two points for that. Double ding? Double ding. Hey. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just like not just acting as if. Like even if you did leave the door slightly ajar, just bitch act as if. You know what I'm saying? I so. Act as, act as if there's a murderer in there. Oh, like okay. even if you're I wrong. Like, I was like, I really don't know what you're saying. Act as if what? Yeah, act as if there's a murderer in there. So she goes back into the. She kind of does what you did, where she like looks outside, looks in the hallway, and she sees a guy sort of like walking away from her, putting his coat on. So she sort of is like, oh, that must have been what I heard, kind of thing. So back to makeup. The faucet is now leaking again. So she's like, what the Nightmare. F? I just tightened this. Oh. That just reminded me that I forgot to give my aunt update in the beginning. I knew there was something else. Let's hear it. We're only a few minutes in. Let's hear your aunt update. Let's hear the <laughs> horror movie that you lived through. <laughs> well, I'm sure you guys have heard about my aunts. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know when, what this was like, because this was like, 
summer of 2020, right? So mm-hmm. I, I no feel like it was like soda time. Yeah, it's multiple for sure. But sometime in 2020, ants came to attack me <laughs> <laughs> um, in my bathroom, and I I just awoke to no less than 3.6 million ants in my bathroom. It really was a lot of ants, guys. She's not exaggerating. It was a really upsetting amount of ants. It was very upsetting. And yeah, yeah, it wasn't until I showed people an actual video and photo that they took it seriously because they were like, oh, just like, you know, spray it with some stuff. It's a couple of ants. And I was like, yeah, it feels like a lot. Yeah, well, anyway, it, it was a lot. I've had PTSD since then because it was traumatic. They it was horrible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, anytime I see an ant, I freak out a little bit. <laughs> So I come home the other night. Oh, I think it was maybe after the variety show. It was, and yeah. I was doing my thing, washing my face, go to the bathroom. There's like 20 to 30 ants. And I had... Because uh, uh, uh. <laughs> listen, 20 to 30 ants, 20 to 30 ants, doable. But I agree that when you see 20 to 30 ants after what she went through in the spring, it's like... Are these the ones getting in line really early, like setting up yes. tents Is this for the like beginning of Aunt Coachella, twenty twenty one? Yeah, yeah, because yeah. um, yeah, even like one ant, I'm like, you're a stray. Mm-hmm. When they're twenty when they're to form, thirty, starting like, to form a line, I'm I yeah. get a little lot nervous. <laughs> Agreed. Yeah. Needless to say. I sprayed them with a fuck ton of stuff. Thankfully, I had some leftover. I haven't seen any since. So Guys, send me your you good may vibes. Have averted. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. Since we are pre me leaving for Christmas, I have a little bit of fear that they mm. will take over while I'm gone, <laughs> and I'll just come home to an apartment covered in ants. I'm- I. Didn't little even afraid. <laughs> think about that. I like, didn't think about that. Is there someone that you can send in there to like check on it before you get back? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Lonnie, he's like dog, yeah, and cat sitting for other people, and I'm like, can you? And now check he's on ant sitting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, that was my end update. I'm so sorry. I forgot to tell it in the beginning, but um, well, it was no, a, but I a think huge horror movie in my life, and um. Because I think it's important. Yeah, because if you do come back and all of a sudden (laughs) on Instagram, I'm like, Kim is is R.I.P. because of ants. Like, we need this record of like, now we know why. Yeah. So that's that's a fair point. Um, Oof, gosh. So send me good vibes for the past. Yes. All right. So back to the horror happening in Yvonne's shower. Not ants uh not as terrifying as that but she does all of a sudden get grabbed from behind the curtain and a switchblade is flicked out and we just hear "Ah!" screaming but we don't see anything we just see her grabbed and a switchblade grabbed and a switchblade yeah so now we have credits and the credits are pretty long 80s uh 80s credits they're always long so long and and it's a it's a it's a scene of some Sid and Nancy hooligans driving down the street. <laughs> okay. 
And it's like a convertible of like eight of them. I love like, it. They'd be my friends. Th- no, these guys were jerks, Kim. They were just being needlessly antagonistic. They were like throwing beer bottles at other people's cars. Like okay. they were just like trying way too hard to be Sid and Nancy. Okay. Um, they were lame. Uh, but their outfits were mwah, on point. Love it. So they now pull into the hotel and it's a clown car of all these people getting out. And the guard asks for their tickets. And he's like, I need your tickets. I must see your tickets. I need your tickets. I must see your tickets. For like the I was hotel? like, because you'll find out in a second. Uh these antagonizing Sid and Nancy assholes, he pulls out a switchblade and flicks it right in front of the guard's fucking face. But it's a comb. I tricked ya. I <laughs> thought it was a knife, but it's a comb. And that I'm going to comb my hair back. <sighs> the best combs. The only the, combs anyone should own. The best combs. So now we're back with Diane. If you don't have a switchblade comb, switchblade comb, switch are you blood? even alive? Uh, I am apparently not alive because uh, I don't have one. So <laughs> we now cut back to Diane and I wrote I wrote the, ro- the word ratings. Um, I don't know why I wrote that. Probably Ernie talking to her about like your ratings are great or something like great. that. Great. I love to hear it. So then knock, knock, knock on Diane's door. Uh, a, a, a blonde gentleman comes in who's... You know, early 20s. I would say Diane's like in her like mid 40s, I would say. Mm -hmm. Maybe a little older. And he brings flowers and Mm. it's her son. So no no vibes. (laughs) Um, And he like clearly wants her attention. So like he brings her a big bouquet of like a dozen red roses and her response is, oh, I just did my nails. Can you put them in water? Like, no thank you, no nothing. So he feels a little butt hurt. She is, like, doing something, and he's talking to her. Uh, and he's like, hey, Mom, I, I got a part um, I got a part in a show. Oh. And she goes, oh, that reminds me. Ernie, can you get me those releases? And she's, like, not mm-hmm. listening to him at all. Mm-hmm. That's sad. And he's super butthurt and she comes out and she's like, you know what, honey, can you just tell me all about it next week? Like, I need to focus. She's now changed into like a pink, like pleather hologram dress, which was like very fun. So Derek then asks like, hey, where's dad? And uh, he's like, I'll give him a call. And Diana's like, oh, he's not feeling well. Because remember, he's like coked up in Palm Springs. So she mm-hmm. doesn't want to tell her son that like he's not going to be there. And she's like, do you want to come watch the show? And he's like, no, I'll just stay here and catch it on the tube. So like basically this is like her hotel room. She's doing a show in the hotel for New Year's, like, you know, in their auto- wherever that happens. But he can watch it on TV in the room. So that's the show that our Sid and Nancy's are going to. That's why they have tickets at a hotel because they're going to the New Year's Eve show. God. And Ernie is then like, Diane, we're late. Um, again, not Ernie's vibe, but it's what I'm serving and I'm going to go with it. So we now cut to the New Year's Eve show 
And it's all the Sid and Nancy types at the show. And she starts saying that, like, we are going to, like, do a countdown for all uh, for for three different time zones aside from just ours. They're in Los Angeles. And so she's like, she's like, are you ready, New York? And they're like, we're ready, Diane. And then she's like, how about you, Chicago? And they're like, ready to go. And then she's like, and over in Aspen, you got it, Diane. We're ready. And uh, she's like, and we're Remember ready on the West Coast. Mountain time? <laughs> we did. It was very recently. <laughs> Remember it was we were like, what? Quite recent. There's more times? Yeah, there's four of them. <laughs> there's fucking four of them. It's bananas. So Diane yeah, knew about yes, knew about all of the time. She knew about every single time zone in the United States, uh, as wow. far as I could tell. Well, I don't know if she knew about Hawaii. Look, we want to get technical. And who knows what's going on in Barrow, Alaska? I don't oh my know. God. What time They're on is their own. There. They're on their own time zone place. They don't even have a daytime coming. Like they're just like New Year's <laughs> Eve. They're like New Year's Eve means nothing to us. It's still the sun set three weeks ago and we don't even <laughs> give a shit. We don't know what day it is. So uh, she. OK, so she's like, we're ready on the West Coast. Uh, then they have phone lines open, like people that are answering the phone so that they can like make requests of songs. She gets on the table and like sits in her cute little dress and picks up one of the phones and she's like, you've got Blaze. So like her DJ name or whatever is Blaze. Fun. And she's Blaze. <laughs> we knew Blaze. a Blaze when we first moved here. No, we do. We do know a Blaze, but we no, I think we're thinking of Blade. We're thinking we're both of Blade. thinking of Blade. Yeah. But do we know a Blaze? Blaze. Blaze? <laughs> Blaze? Who's friends with Jeff? Is it his name Blaze? Is his name Blaze? Do we know a Blaze and a Blade? <laughs> Jeff and Kevin and Blaze. Blaze and Blaze. Like yeah. the three little besties. Yeah. You guys, the Blade that we know yeah. has a tattoo of a blade on his forearm. <laughs> I loved him. He was my yeah. dream yeah. lover when we first yep. moved here. Yeah. And his and his best friend was my dream lover for a very long yeah. time. And uh blade he evolved like John Bon Jovi kind of. He did not kind of. He looked like John Bon Jovi. <laughs> bon Jovi. He did. But like even hotter. Yeah. And then and was a good mine, singer. It was he was a good singer. I think he's still a musician. Um, and uh, and mine evolved into a spectacular douchebag. It's 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 really many would say he didn't have though. And he was pretty nice. He was like, I'm out sure he's very kids. nice. His Instagram, his Instagram makes him look like a douchebag. I don't think he was never not that, though. He didn't evolve. That's what into I was that. about I to bet say. He was, I bet he was more that when we knew him than than he is now. <laughs> That's what I was about to say. I think I just took my I took my blinders have been removed from I think he's my just face. A cocky motherfucker, which you yeah, love. which which um, was my jam. What are we talking about? Yeah, he Where was are delightful. We? Okay, when I saw him with his children. Yeah, God, Not at daddy vibes. <laughs> so, <laughs> so okay, here we go. What are we doing? All right. Time zones. Oh, Blade? Blaze. Blaze. Blade? Oh, her name is Blaze. Blaze. I remember Here his last name now, too. Okay. 
He's a full yeah. He's a full human in my brain again. He's a full human. Okay, great. I had a crush so, on him too. Blaze and Blade. But she had a type, guys. <laughs> <laughs> and it had to do with their names. <laughs> so she says, Blaze here, happy new year. And the person on the other line says, My favorite song of the year is We Don't Need No Education. Yeah. And uh, we don't need no, need no, no education. education. So she makes some snarky remark, kind of being like, sort of suggesting like that that request is a little basic, I guess. And so she hangs up, picks up again. And she's like, Blaze here. Happy New Year. And we hear, Happy New Year to you, Blaze. That's what the voice sounds like. <laughs> okay. And she goes, you sound like a phantom. Got a name, phantom? And he goes, call me evil. She's like, okay, do you have a vote, Mr. Evil? And he says, nope, just a resolution. I'm going to commit murder at midnight. (laughs) I'm going to kill someone you know, someone close to you. Question two. Please don't. Question two, what does Blaze Diane do and what do you do? I am going to I'm gonna be like, hey, police, track this call. This guy's threatening me on national television. That's not good for the world. Okay. And she's going to be like, <laughs> okay, Phantom, have a good night. And kind of just move on. That is one half point. So, one half point for you. Scandal. Because what she says, she goes one step further than you. Oh, shit. She Diane, says, or whatever your name is, it's Diane. Or Blaze. Uh, it is. Um, sorry, I just got distracted. Uh, so she hangs up. And she obviously, like, keeps face for the audience, you know, because they can hear the call. Right. 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 And so she's like, well, we're off to an interesting start. Must be a full moon. On with the show. Here's Shadow. And a punk rock band starts playing their song. She now obviously goes backstage while the band is playing and she's like, Ernie, I don't feel good about that guy. I want police protection. Mm, Nice. And Ernie's like, we already have cops. And she's like, I want more, bitch. Like, so she is not fucking around at all. Like, she's like, I want police protection. Okay, Diane. Um. We then cut back out to the party and it's getting very moshy in the pit. Right. You know, those types. Mm -hmm. My my very favorite. Um, I watched a mosh pit. I watched a couple mosh pits at the Metallica concert (laughs) because I was, you know, I was up above and I just watched it from a very scientific perspective. It appears that a mosh pit is just people (laughs) pushing each other. Uh huh. That's it. What did you think a mosh pit was before this? I chose to never really think about it. Yeah. It 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 gave just the mere thought of it gave me anxiety and anger. Ah, you know. 
because I'm I'm a little on the spectrum. <laughs> and uh, so I just said, you know, in the name of science, I said, I'm just going to watch how this evolves. Now, I asked my husband, who is a mosh, a bit of bit of a mosh burk, mosh expert, a little bit of a mosh bur, a mosh burk. And uh, he said those were pretty lame mosh pits. And he said what the gist of it is, is you kind of start pushing people, but then it sort of turns into like a whirlpool, right? Yeah. And so – It becomes like its the, own organism. Exactly. And so like the pushing and the elbowing is sort of like if you're disrupting the flow of this mosh pit, then you get shoved or elbowed. And he's like, but it kind of has to start with some shoving and elbowing. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I took my scientist glasses off and, you know, just watched and a few of them. now you're a mosh bird. I'm a mosh bird now, too. Um, so they're mosh, mo- moshing. And <laughs> <laughs> Masha. Masha. We now cut to a new scene, the Crawford Sanitarium. The Crawford Sanitarium. And we see a guy pull up in the dark to the Crawford Sanitarium, and we then cut to a cook who is taking out the trash for the cafeteria at the sanitarium. He goes out to dump some shit in the dumpster, leaves the door ajar, Mm -hmm. and we see a hooded figure, not hooded, but like a mass, a stealthy figure uh, run into the, the open door. Uh, And we also see that the, the stealthy figure has a radio on his shoulder and like it's a 1980s. So it's like a radio, but it's like got a strap. So he's like kind of carrying it almost like a purse of his boom, like a boom box. It's a boom box. Yeah. But it's a little smaller than that. It's, 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 yeah, it's about the size of like a laptop, I would say. Okay. So we now cut to inside the asylum and people are dancing to the New Year's Eve show, to Blaze's, Blaze oh, Diane's New Year's Eve Blaise. show, which is on the telly. Um, and uh, I'm sure you can imagine how respectful the interpretation of crazy people in an asylum was in 1980 in a horror movie. Sure. Uh, the answer is not at all. Uh, but here we are. And we see that the guy that snuck in is now... Trying all the doors like he's trying a bunch of different doors. He's in a beanie and he's now no longer stealthy. He kind of looks like he could be a doctor or a nurse of some kind now. And he's about to get caught by a nurse stepping out for a smoke. But by out, I mean out of a room. She's just walking around the hallway smoking. It just it boggles my mind, like looking back on the past, like just how many places people just like smoked cigarettes inside. Mm -hmm. It's wild, wild. Even the fact that, like, when we were first coming up, people were smoking in bars. Like, that was just normal, you know? And it's like, now I just can't even imagine it. It's crazy. I'm so glad that that stopped. My fucking hair smelled disgusting all the time. Yeah, every time you smelled disgusting. Yeah. Yeah. But it was just like. I thought you were going to say, I was like, yeah, people smoked in bars. That was the last thing to hold out. I thought you were going to (laughs) say. You're like, I can't even believe that when we were coming up, people smoked in bars. And I was like, I thought you were going to be like, like the doctor was smoking when we were being born, like in the oh. hospital. Like, like it was yeah. like doctors were smoking, like this, doctors were smoking no, in hospitals. People smoked on airplanes, which is blorf. It's so gross. Well, no, it's more that like when I literally we were going like to bars, the it doctor was so normal. Was like, 
had a cigarette in his mouth while and like I was coming blowing, out the womb. Yeah, blowing into your mom's birth canal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. No, it's more that it was just like so normal that people smoked in bars. We smoked in bars. Like it was just it was that's they what smoked it was. Everywhere. They smoked in the it hospital was, though. They smoked everywhere. Yeah. And now I just can't even, I can't believe that I ever was in a, in a, in a room with it. Like it just, it's so crazy. Anyway. I'm glad we've moved on from that. Me too. So the nurse who came out to smoke, um, she's like, who are you? And our guy says, oh, I'm Jeff Winters. I'm so sorry I'm late. I was sent over from the county. And she goes, well, that's great because we are super short-staffed due to the holidays. And he says, great. Do you want to show me around? And uh, he's kind of like winky-winky at her. And he's like, maybe it's not going to be such a bad New Year's Eve after all. <laughs> hey. And he's a, he's a handsome fellow. A winky surprise. Yeah, and he's a handsome fellow. He's not our types, but, like, he's a 1980s hunk. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Yeah. She then notices his his radio purse, and right. she says, uh, oh, you've got your own music. And he says, I always come prepared, which is also why I brought this. Condoms. And he pulls out a row of condoms. Hey. No, they didn't. Kim, that's ridiculous. They didn't use those in the 80s. Um so <laughs> I almost made a joke about my own conception <laughs> and then I felt uncomfortable about it. But uh, you still kind of made it because we're doing it. So question three, you're a nurse on duty and this fellow, Jeff Winters, who's a 1980s hunk of hunk of burning love in your opinion, pulls out a bottle of champagne and he says... Shall we have a drink first? Question oh. three, what do you do and what does she do? Yeah. Yes and yes. Hand in hand. One point for her. <laughs> Zero points for you. So. Hey, you got to live your life, you know. This is why I was Kim Chaperone for Still am, whether she likes it or not. I'm still her chaperone, whether she wants me to be her chaperone or not. Whether she's in need of a chaperone, I, I will always be I don't her chaperone. Me. You're the drunk one now. I know I am the drunk one now, but I'm still going to chaperone you. <laughs> I, I, I'm so okay. You're, you're, you're going to be fine, Birdsy. Don't you I worry. I'm taking care of you. I'm just taking care of you from fine. the beginning, and I'll take care Jeez, of you at the end. French. <laughs> Cut to Kim like walking me out, and you're like, "Yeah, you're taking you're taking <laughs> such good care of me, Kat. You're doing a great <laughs> job." So he pours it into like those little pill cups, you know, and right. she's like, "He's like, here's to us and to New Year's Eve, Miss." And she's like, "Jane, Jane Marley, ooh, Jane." And then our guy says, "May I have this dance, Jane?" Yes. Kim, stop being about to be murdered. And so she says, she says, you don't waste any time, do you? And he says, no, I count every second. Bound, chicka, bound, wow. And Jane is feeling it. So back to the show. So mm-hmm. we're seeing like the show. Then we're seeing the show being played on a TV. And it's a slower jam now, right? Right. 
And I did have to uh, appreciate the sound mixing of today because it was literally like you could hear like people's feet on the ground, which you like definitely shouldn't be able to hear in real life over like loud booming music. But I was like, bless your hearts. Now we cut to Ernie coming to talk to Diane. Uh, She's not on stage. She's still backstage. And he introduces her to Sergeant Green and Lieutenant Clayton. And she's explaining, like, why she wants them there. Fucking Lieutenant Clayton is like, yeah, he told us about it. But you got to expect this in your line of work. And she's like, excuse me? Like, people close to me were threatened. And this motherfucker says, you people amaze (gasps) me. You create a problem and then you complain about it. And I was like, what problem did I create? That she's famous. And I'm like, okay, sir, you're never fucking allowed to enjoy another goddamn famous entertainer ever fucking again, Lieutenant Clayton. That's what I say to you. No listening to the radio. No watching movies. No watching TV. If that's how you feel about it, then you can go fuck yourself and read a book, bitch. So... Catherine's she's like really angry about that. I like I was got like, really, Whoa, but she like got offended by her. I herself. got real mad. I just don't like her this whole victim blaming. Offended. Yeah. So she's offended, but he's going to cooperate. He's just going to be salty about it. So he says, if the guy calls again, try to keep him on the line as long as possible. Hey, and we'll try and trace it. Check him. Trace him. Yeah. That's what I said. So she leaves in a huff. And then Ernie apologizes for her. <gasps> Ernie, well, you know, you got to apologize yeah. for these hysterical women. These hysterical, famous women that create their own life-threatening situations, mm. you piece of shits. Um, so now she goes uh, to a phone backstage and calls for room 408. And a hand picks up very slowly, like very <laughs> slowly. And it's Derek, her son. And Diane says, are you all right? And he says, yes. And she says, have you seen Yvonne? And he says, no. And he says, I've been trying to reach dad. But the lines have been busy. Like he's just off. Like, and so Diane is like, well, I'd feel a lot better if you came up. And Derek says, maybe in a little. And she says, or I'd feel a lot better if you came up. And Derek says, maybe in a little. There is something you should know. Something important. Question four, what do you say and what does she say? What is it, Derek? And she says, okay, well, tell me later. I have to get back to the show. Double ding. She says, I don't have time. Um, She says, listen, I got to go. Cut back to Derek now. And he is like, he has three red pills on the table and a cup of water. And he puts the pills in his mouth and like drinks water, but then like isn't really swallowing them. 
like I can still see the little red pills in his mouth. And I was like, I don't know if this is a character choice or an actor choice or what's happening. <laughs> or but, just a mistake. Like he Or just a mistake. I don't like, know. Just wasn't good at taking pills. And uh, so we he just <laughs> just kind of tongued them for a while. It was very strange. Fascinating. Um, okay. Yeah. But then again, Derek is a strange bird. He's he's burdened it up. And so we now cut back to the asylum. And Nurse Jane and our dude are smooching. Yeah, that's me. And she says, I've only known you for 10 minutes. And he says, Mm -hmm. does it matter? Nope. And she says, tonight? No. (laughs) And then he lays her down on the table. (gasps) Oh. And they're about to get it on She is going to get her New Year's Eve bone. So now we cut to the, uh, I wrote crazy room. I don't mean that. That's so rude. We cut to like the, you know, the fun room for the, for the coops. It was terrible. <laughs> just, just say people. <laughs> I just say people. Thank you. I don't know why I couldn't get any word that wasn't super offensive out of my brain, but apologies to all the kooks out there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. You're one of them. I am one of them. So uh, nurse is handing out like hats and blowers to everybody. And they're like one minute away from midnight. Everyone's listening to the broadcast And we hear the announcer being like, even casual strangers caught up in mass hysteria of the moment. And we see our guy push a button on his radio like it was playing the show. Now he hits record. And as they're doing a countdown, we see a flick of a switchblade and happy. Happy New Year, stab. Happy New Year, stab. Ah. While everyone is celebrating, he's recording the murder that he's doing to poor Jane. But audio recording. Audio recording. Okay. Guess who Guess who got murdered because she didn't listen to her chaperone, <laughs> Kim Burns. <laughs> Okay. It's New Year's Eve and he offered me a <laughs> child sized glass of champagne. Like I'm not gonna say yes. You murdered. And he's so, a hunk. Come on. Hunk. Come yeah. on. Let me live a little here. <laughs> well, you're only gonna live a, a little. little. <laughs> <laughs> so when else did a switchblade happen? I remember a switchblade comb. Wasn't there another time? Yeah. Yvonne in the bathroom. Oh, switchblade behind came the shower. Out in the bathroom behind the shower. Okay, thank yeah. you. So now we're back to the band. More moshing, more sounds of feet. Uh, and <laughs> that's a great name for a band. <laughs> sounds of feet. <laughs> yeah. Let's start a band called Sounds of Feet. Great. I'll play the flute. Great. I'll play the cello. <laughs> it's going to be a cool band. <laughs> <laughs> so much moshing. Yeah. So Diane takes some more calls and we hear again, this is evil. And she's like, uh, yeah, hiya, you know, like trying to play it. How's, cool. 
You know how many people are calling and this motherfucker just keeps getting through? Just keeps getting through, right? I would be, I I would be purely that. mad about that. I didn't even get, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. So he says, then he says again, this is evil. Remember me? <laughs> There was a couple, like, editing things that I found interesting in this. I don't know if you remember, like, when, when I said, like, uh, the the uh, Sid and Nancy people came up and the guard was like, need your tickets. Let me see your tickets. And then he just repeats it. Need your tickets. Let me see your tickets. And it was, like, kind of the same here where he's like, this is evil. And then this is evil. I was like, yeah, no, no, no. We got it's it. like they're just we got it. putting the exact same thing yeah. in twice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So he it. says, remember me. And she says, uh, yeah, I was uh, wondering if you'd call back. And she says, about this New Year's Eve resolution. You're just jogging me, right? And he says, no way. Just made my first kill right on schedule. Eastern Standard Time. Listen to the replay. And he plays it like <gasps> of her being murdered. And so Diane is like trying to keep her chill. You know, she has a show to do. And he says, you'll hear from me in an hour. Tell police they can find her body somewhere in the Crawford Sanitarium. Have fun. So he's just like straight up being like, I'm going to kill someone at this time. Here's where you can find the body. And he is clearly in like the Crawford Sanitarium is in Los Angeles. This so hunka hunka burn in love with his radio purse is also just voice the voice of this. We'll find out. Yes, it is. We can see. We, that's the one thing. There's no like uh, we see who the murderer is and we see who's making the calls. Okay, it's it's our hunka hunka burn in love. He just does so. a little voice acting. Yeah, because he calls from payphones. Yeah, interesting. All right, so we cut. Back to the sanitarium and Jane is supposed to be back from her break. And her fellow nurse is like, Jane, where the hell are you? She's dead, bitch. <laughs> and so she goes into the room and finds a bloody shoe propping open a closet door. Mm. So she opens the door and there's dead Kim. Oh, <laughs> who just wanted a little sip of champagne. Just a little D in the V on yep. NYE. Yep, yep. And uh, we hear sirens coming. So the cops are on their way. Cut to Derek now back in the room. And listen, Derek's a little off. Okay? We had suspicions about Derek. They're confirmed. Because now... He is taking a pair of his mother's red stockings and he is cutting them with a switchblade and then biting it and tearing it apart and saying, I'll tell you what you see in me. You think something in my past has affected me. And then he puts the red stocking over his head. So he's all like, you know, stocking smushed. Mm -hmm. And he says, don't you? You think I have a mental disorder. And then he takes two pearl-ended pins. So like, you know, pins that you would put into a pin cushion, but they got pearls on the end. And he sticks them through his ear to like keep the Ow! stocking on his head. 
and then says, now what do you think? Well, um, I think you're nuts, Derek. I, I do think you have a mental issue. Yes, Derek. Yeah. I think you're a cuckoo you banana brain, Derek. confirmed it. Yeah. So back to the band. Diane is now dancing with them now. Uh, from a note-taking perspective, man, did I love these scenes where it was just 20 minutes of people dancing yeah. <laughs> to the same song. And I was like, just going to skip forward. So Derek has now picked up the phone in the room again, and he's watching his mom on TV be like sexy dancing, you know, which is uncomfortable. And he gets another busy signal from trying to call his dad. He then starts, like, grabbing the flowers that he got her and just, like, crushing them, like, just pulverizing the blooms. He's not well. Uh, Diane then says, like, okay, we're going to take a break. So she goes to take a break. Cut to our hunk of hunk of burning love. Now putting a little spirit gum on a mustache and gluing it onto his face. Cut to Lieutenant on the phone with somebody saying, keep me posted. Diane then comes up. She's now gotten that second call and says, it looks like our creeps for real. And she's really dejected. And she says to the cop, she's like, he he got Yvonne, didn't he? Like, she's starting to put it together. Like, Yvonne hasn't shown up. Like, she's her assistant, clearly. Like, hasn't mm-hmm. shown up. She hasn't been answering the phone. There's a murderer out there saying he's going to murder someone close to me. I bet he got Yvonne. So, like, Diane is on to it. And uh, Ernie and the cops are like, we haven't turned up any sign of her. Like, we don't have a body. So, like, we can't assume that. Whatever. Cut back to the party. But it's now a new party. We now see that it's like a very swanky rich people party. Okay. And Mr. Mustache hunk a hunk of burn and love walks in. Mm-hmm. And then I had to comment. I was like, people looked so normal and age appropriate. In these movies, like, I wonder when sort of, like, the unattainable picture of youth became the trend. Because it's, like, everyone in this movie is, like, attractive people, but it's, like, Diane's teeth are kind of yellow. Like, she's, you know, she's the she's the lead, but she's, like, in her mid-40s. Mm, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm, like, everyone mm-hmm. just looks very, like, normal, like, mm. an attainable level of attractiveness, which I just think is so interesting and, like very refreshing but it's jarring at first when you start watching it you're sort of like why is this person in a movie and you're like oh because they look normal and every other person i'm used to fucking seeing on tv is some sort of goddamn perfect alien so it's just really interesting that is interesting so our mr mustache hunka hunka burn in love is looking at someone across the bar and it's two friends And the friend, who we later learn is named Lisa, is asked to dance. So she leaves. So now it's just our friend, who we learn is named Sally, sitting at the bar. And she's alone. So Mr. Mustache, hunk of burn in love, goes over and lights a cigarette for her. And he asks for the time. And she says 9.30. Um, Then they have some really, truly triggering small talk. (laughs) No. That I say. I, I just wrote small talk. I didn't oh, want to trigger you in that way. Like you. the same way that you like painful. sort of, yeah, you sort of like skip over like animal, animal horror. horror. <laughs> I skip over small talk for you. Small talk horror. Thank you so yeah. much. You're a yeah. good friend. You're welcome. So we see that they're talking. We now cut back to the cop and 
we now know that the murders are happening. Okay, like this is not a hoax. They found the body at the sanitarium, just like he said. Question five, what do you do and what is uh, Lieutenant Clayton say he's going to do? Like, what's his next step? Well, as a lieutenant, I'm going to have to. You'd make such an interesting lieutenant. Go on. <laughs> I'm just <laughs> I'm just thinking about like Kim Burns as a lieutenant. Police lieutenant. It would be interesting. It would be interesting. Yeah. I don't know if that's the ticket for me. Um, yeah. Let's see. Well, murders are happening. Mm-hmm. There's a murderer on the loose. And they're lining right the fuck up. He said, I'm going to kill someone at this time and you can find the body here. And he says, I'm going to do it every hour on the hour. Meaning like, I'm going to do it for every time. Yeah, but I don't know where the next one is. Correct. You don't. He's only telling us the location afterwards. Correct. Do we know Jane? Because I thought he said he was going to kill someone close to me. So is Jane close to me? He did in fact say that. And we... Do not have any reason to believe that Jane is close to him. It, it, close to her. Um, she is suspecting uh, that Yvonne is dead. But uh, no, you did not miss anything. He did say that. And and she doesn't know who Jane is. So, All right. Well, I'm going to do some detective work. And I'm going to. Great, let's do it. Um, you know, do all the things that detectives do. I'm also going to. Um, I'm going to. I'm going to assume that he's going to call again. Okay. And I'm going to be ready for the call. We're going to okay. trace it and we're going to have people ready to, to to go on the run and get him. Okay. Um, and we're also going to put protection around her and all of her people and anyone close to her. Um, and send out a cell phone alert that there's a killer on the list. <laughs> a cell phone alert. In the 1980s, yeah. So we're going to invent um, cell phones. We're yep. going to get them to everybody. Yeah. yeah. And, um, yeah, you know, and and sniff around this, this crime scene. Let's or sniff some, around here. What do I got? Prints? I got some prints. Mm-hmm. I got some, some maybe some saliva on these cups. Ooh, I'm going to do some yeah. CSI work. I like it. I like and, it. Uh, get on the hunt. And what does Mr. Lieutenant Clayton do? I mean, I can't see any reason why he wouldn't do exactly that. But, you know, I think this is a a murder. So I think he's going to try to catch him. I don't know. Maybe he won't get as involved as I uh, did because I'm, you know. He's no Kim Burns. He's no Kim Burns lieutenant. But I mean, Um, I think part of it is that your last name is Burns, so it's just like Lieutenant Burns. I mean, just it really has a ring to it. Lieutenant Burns does have a good name. You're you're right about that. Uh, But yeah, I think he's gonna, you know, be a detective for a murder. Double ding, great! And you actually got a full point for him by saying, "I think he does that, but not as thoroughly as I do." Because that is pretty much it. Like, he he is, like, taking it seriously. But he basically just says, he's going to do this three more times. And you're our only tie to him. Whereas I agree with you. Like, I would put some sort of, like, alert out there. 
you know, however they do it in 1980. Uh, some I don't know if sort they knew how in the 80s. Well, hold that thought. So we're we now back. Put it on the show. Well, I mean, it's live on the show, though, already, isn't it? Yeah. But so they could put it on the show. That's, I guess, the cell phone of the 80s. Put a crystal in that, live would you? Live TV. Yeah. Live TV, the cell phone of the 80s. <laughs> we just... <laughs> I need to... Ketrin, hey, can you pick up milk on the way over? I'm just <laughs> live on air. Thank you so much. Uh, that would be great. <laughs> So we're back with mustache. Also, when have I ever used my cell phone to ask you to get milk on the way over? I don't know. But here's what's fascinating is like I went with it. I was like, Kim needs milk. I got to go get milk. Why was that the thing I needed to go live on air for you? I mean, I wouldn't get you milk milk. Like if you asked me for like like big milk, like dairy milk, I'd be like, who is this? Obviously. Yeah, if you asked me for full dairy milk, I would know that you had been murdered by ants and it was the ants asking for well, it. Well, that's the benefit of live TV communication because you'd really have to see True. all of me versus just the cell phone. You know, Unless know. you were being propped up and your mouth that's was being puppeted. I was being ventriloquisted. Yeah, by some ants. Ah, what if they just got inside my body and they were just and they were moving just like, me around? Yeah. And they were just like, I'm a Catron. Uh-huh. I need milk. Yeah, so I'd have to ask them something like, you know, Well, that we would need trick our them. secret question that we, we said do. we were going to come up with last time and still haven't come up with. Or secret word. We do need to come word. up with a secret question. Eric and I came up with, uh, in real life, we came Tell up with us. like. What is it? Uh, it's a it's a pet name that we would never actually call each other, but it's specific uh, enough that it would sound like a pet name that somebody might say. That's smart. That's smart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, you and I will have to come up with our question. Our bagels and cream cheese, if you oh, will. Staying like, alive. Yeah. Staying alive. Yeah. So, so we're back with mustache and blondie. And he's like talking to her and he's like, you're so interesting. I wish I didn't have to go. Who's this? And um, our mustache hunk of hunk of burn and love oh, is talking okay, to okay, the okay, okay. lonely oh, blonde girl. Right, 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 right. Gotcha. And he's like, I wish I didn't have to go. And she's like, you have to go? And he's like, yeah, I have a business thing. It's a party at Eric Estrada's place. Oh, uh-oh. Who I guess was a big deal. He of course. Like deal. He was on Chips. Yeah, and so Sally was like, of course, he's on chips. (laughs) I'm in. And he says, you should come. Question six, Kim Burns. What do you do? That I've made it alive in LA this long. Because all of these questions, I'm like 100% yes. Yeah. Yes, I would do it. Yes, I've already done it. A thousand she's times already over. been. She's and been to Eric Estrada's house so, so many, many fucking times. times. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I somehow I've lived to tell about it. It's because you have an overbearing on the spectrum <laughs> chaperone. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I've stayed alive all these years. Yeah, you're welcome. Although, you know, you never wanted to come to Eric Estrada's house, though. How'd I, how'd I make it out of there? Because a lot of times I would just sort of like go and be cranky about it or like kind of convince you 
to uh, to not go or you would sneak away from me and there was nothing to be done. Yeah, I think I was sneaking away because I was like, I recall being at Eric Estrada's house without you yeah. quite a and few me, times. And me just going, damn it, foiled again. <laughs> <laughs> she escaped me again. <laughs> oh, wow. This is really the episode, our first episode of The Three Extremes. Yeah. Um, uh, I think she's, I mean, it's Erica Strata. Obviously she's going, but okay. to be real though, if it's New Year's Eve and I, I don't actually usually separate from my friends. Correct. Mostly I would just get Sophia to come with me. Right. Um, but if it's just, and then me I would and, make you guys check in every hour on the hour. <laughs> <laughs> if it's just me and you, then I'm going to stay here with my friend. Okay. That's so me. let's, let's say, let's say it's, uh, yeah, let's say it's me and you. Yeah. Not you and Sophia. Okay. Yeah, then I'll stay. Okay. Otherwise, Sophia's coming with me. Sorry. Right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I mean, she's going to go. It's chips. One and a half points. Uh, stay. Stay with me. Let's hang out with the dudes at this bar. You don't need to hang out at Erica Strada's. We'll have a blast right here. God, that Uber over to Erica Strada's or home is going to be fucking $800. <laughs> oh, my God. A New Year's Eve nightmare. So much. Yeah. So but I got this whereas, mustachioed man that wants to drive me. Yeah. So she, she says, well, I can't leave my friend. Oh. Oh. She is with Sophia. So she brings Sophia with her. Oh, no. Yeah. (laughs) She brings Sophia with her. Yeah. That's so funny. But what she says, uh, so she's, uh, so what what she says first, she's like, I got to go to the ladies' room and I'll meet you outside. We now cut back to the band dancing away. Cut back to uh, uh, mustachioed hunka hunka burning love outside. Now Sally comes out and she's like, I got to bring my roommate Lisa along. Wouldn't want me to go out by myself with a total stranger. And she talks like that. She's very cute. She's very like, ooh, Betty Boop, but mm-hmm. very genuine. Like I was like, I would watch this chick be Aww, in other stuff. I, I liked her. It. And uh, mustachioed hunk of burn and love says, more the merrier. Uh, and he uh, says, I'm the Mercedes. Ah, shit. Oh, run on I'm over. So dead. How did I make it alive this long? I don't know. It's I don't shocking know. That we didn't I get really murdered. do feel like it has to do with just like it's a numbers game. Like, yes, you escaped me multiple times, but there were some times where like I annoyed you enough that you did not get murdered. And to those moments, I say, You're welcome. Thank you very much. Yeah. So. I guess they're listening. I think they might be listening to a playback of one of his calls, I think, because I wrote cut to them listening. So it's like Diane and the cops and the cop uh, lieutenant is like, he's using a voice processor of some kind. So Mm -hmm. he's disguising a scream machine, a scream machine, but like a dumber sounding one. (laughs) Like it literally sounded like what I did. And he says, do you hear anything familiar? And she says, no, I mean, it's not human. It's so evil. And Ernie is, like, still trying to get the show going. He's like, do you want Rip to do the next intro? Like, he's doing a great job. And she's like, no, I'm not going to let some guy ruin my New Year's Eve show for me. The show must go on. So, like, that's Diane's vibe. 
Cut to our guy in the Mercedes, and he is looking agitated. Like, he's looking anxious, right? He's looking frustrated, annoyed, whatever. And little Sally is just talking his ear off, and she's delightful, but goddammit, this bitch won't shut up. And she's just like, have you ever, you look stressed out. Have you ever tried TM? That's Transcendental Meditation. (laughs) And she's like, or TA, transactional something or other. So I tried that, and then I tried just being zen. And now I'm writing haikus. Like, (laughs) Good for you, Sally. Just so L.A. And fucking Sophia in the front seat is just like rolling her eyes at both of them. Like she's just like, ugh, why, why do you never shut up? So... But he's getting really agitated and he keeps looking at the clock and he's like, we're supposed to be there before 10. And she's and she's like, don't worry about it. She's like, you really do need TM. It got rid of my something or other and it cured Lisa of her nervous diarrhea. And Lisa and (gasps) Sally, Sally, shut up. Don't tell him about my diarrhea. Try to have sex with him. Yeah. And she's like. Still talking, then she's like, but all that stuff, TM, TA, Zen, all that stuff doesn't mean jack diddly squat. When a girl doesn't have a date on New Year's Eve, she's in shit city. Aww. And then just kind of like looks at Yeah. And so he then turns on the radio and like we learn that like it's about to be New Year's in Chicago. Right. Okay? Uh-oh. Lisa then says, I need to make a pit stop. So they stop at a gas station and mustachioed hunka hunka burn in love hands Lisa a large bill and says, when you, you know, go to the bathroom and also get the biggest bottle of champagne they got. Question seven, what do you do and what does little blonde Sally do? So not Lisa, but you. Not Sophia, but you. Um, I mean, go to the bathroom together, obviously. Okay. That's what we always do. And maybe she, like, hops in the front seat and keeps on talking. Double ding. Guys, the reason we go to the bathroom together is so you don't murder us. That's why. So... She fucking Sally. I didn't know yes. this whole time. You've been chaperoning me this whole time. I've just it's been going what? to hang out. Just going to the bathroom to hang out. I'm trying to keep this bitch from getting murdered all the time. Jeez, what a responsibility. This weight on your shoulders you've been carrying around. Thank you for acknowledging it, finally. <laughs> finally. <laughs> so so uh, Lisa goes in to the store and, and <laughs> fucking Sally goes, I think her diarrhea is back. No, <laughs> Sally. Uh, that, that uh, stop talking about my diarrhea. That's the equivalent to you pointing at people's faces in their faces in bars. Oh, yeah. Where yeah. I'm like, they can I guess, see you. I guess you should explain You're what this was. You're embarrassing me. Because I never, I never saw it. So you can tell them what she I would has, do. She just has like no social understanding of like other humans. <laughs> Where it's like, hi, people can see your face. So when it looks like a face, mm-hmm. they can see it. Yeah. And I then did have a lot of faces. Also, we'd be like, hey, 
there's Blade over there. Don't look. <laughs> you know what I mean? Trying to be like sneaky, sneaky. Uh-huh. And she's like, where? There? And points full arm, full <laughs> arm, full fingered out. Oh, I see him. He's right there. And he's like, not far. You know what I mean? Like she's practically touching his nose with his mm-hmm. her full length arm hand point. Mm-hmm. And we're yeah. like, what are you doing? <laughs> And this wouldn't be a thing if it only happened like once. It's a thing because it happened all the time. That's why it's a known. That's why it's a thing that's discussed. Because it was just like, ma'am, can you stop pointing out my diarrhea in the bar? You're embarrassing me. I was always pointing out Kim's diarrhea. Okay, And also me and Sophie... We would be like way, way more open to talking to people. You know, we'd be like, sure, you want to buy a champagne? Okay, cool, whatever. And Kendra would just have angry face standing there. And they're like, yeah. who's this bitch? <laughs> and I was like, I'm their chaperone. <laughs> <laughs> Unless there was a boy that struck my fancy. And then I was like, bye, bitches. Yeah, true. But wasn't you weren't as open as we were. So we cut to Lisa in the gas station. Buying some champagne. She looks almost sad. Like, just like, I don't want to be here. Uh. Sally says, I think her diary is back. And then we see our guy push record. Uh-oh. We then see him pull out a large, clear, fully empty, gallon-sized Ziploc bag. And oh. says, want to smoke some whatever it's really good stuff here smell it sally can clearly see that it is an empty clear bag (laughs) okay but she willingly sticks her head inside of it so that he can suffocate her Uh, no what i need to watch this scene and only this scene that's insanity and again, I say to you, the reason Kim did not stick her head into a clear plastic bag and invite suffocation <laughs> is because she had an overbearing chaperone. I am not putting my head inside of empty plastic bags. Look, if that plastic yeah. bag had something in it, then she maybe would stick I'd her give head it right a whiff. In. Yeah. But an empty one, I'm not an idiot. Now, come on. <laughs> It's true. It's true. Uh, Sally is an idiot. Uh, that's so funny. So he very easily suffocates her with no problem at all. Uh, we now cut to Lisa. She's getting her champagne. She comes out. No car. Oh, Just no. her friend's shoe. Oh, no. Oh, that's really hard. So she picks up the shoe. She walks around the side of the building and sees the other shoe. No. Next to the dumpster. With a little bit of Sally's dress Mm. hanging out Mm. of the dumpster. She tries to pull at it. I think maybe hoping like, I hope it's just her dress and not her in the dumpster. Nothing. So she opens it, looks in, and there's our guy Uh, sitting in the dumpster. And he just, like, lights a lighter and just goes. (laughs) Ew. 
and then pulls her into the dumpster. Um, sir, you're not gonna pull me in that dumpster. Come on, no, you're gonna slam this dumpster. on your face. So we now cut to Diane. Tricked. He foiled, foiled again. God he damn did. it, Eric Estrada. He was on chips. He was on chips. Sorry. I'm back partying at that old non-murder party, having a blast. He was <laughs> her famous last word. But he was on chips. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Kim. All right. Cut to Diane. She's taking another call from Evil. Evil. And he says, tell the cops I just took out my next victims. They're at Ventura and Laurel Canyon. I live by there! Yeah. So does Eric Estrada, I guess. Eric? And he says, it was a real swinger. And now we see that he's changing outfits out of his trunk as cops drive by. Totally not suspiciously. And... Like, the cops just drive by. The cops are now pulling up to the dumpster. So basically what we now see is, like, he threw her in the dumpster. He then went to another payphone. So the cops are now arriving at the dumpster. Right. And they say, looks like blood. And then a cat Ah. jumps out of the dumpster. And then they're like, more blood. And uh, there's nothing in, in the dumpster, though. There's not nobody in there. And so the cops start looking around in the bushes and fences and they go through this gate where there's like uh, like a swing set and uh, a slide. And they find poor Sally like hanging on the swing set mm. with the bag over her head. They then see like a sparkly purse over by the slide. And so they go to pick it up and Lisa's body slides down the slide. Mm. Cut back to the cops back at the show. And they're like, he got two more and he should be, they're like, he should be starting his 11 p.m. victim about now. Okay. So now we know that he's in Los Angeles, like, and staying in Los Angeles. One per hour is honestly a lot to like. Do you know how difficult it is to get around the city on New Year's Eve? And then like, you got to meet a person and then like get them to trust you. Jeez, that's a lot to do in an hour. Yeah. Honestly, I'm impressed. And not everybody is Kim Burns just down to head over to Eric Estrada's <laughs> house at the drop of a goddamn New Year's hat. He was on chips. <laughs> so I really hope Eric Estrada was on chips because now I don't know. I'm, no, I really I'm think concerned. he was. I think he was. I think okay, he was. Good. <laughs> so I, was, I don't want to get an angry email from someone being like, you yeah. know, Eric Estrada was never on chips. And you'll be like, no, I didn't know that he wasn't on chips, okay? <laughs> I don't claim to know anything, and I never have. Neither of us do. I'm just kidding. Everyone's very nice, but they yeah. definitely would have told me. <laughs> 100. <laughs> so we cut to our guy driving, and he's now in priestly garb. Priestly garb. Fuck. And our bikers, a, bu- a biker gang, pulls up alongside of him, and they flip him off. And call him Padre, you know, for being a man of God. They don't like it. Sure. He's, and our guy is listening to the radio and he is listening to the show, obviously. And we now hear an announcer talking about him 
and telling women to be careful out there. There we go. And he like looks down at his passenger seat and he's got like a picture of a nun there, like looks down at it and crash. Oh, he crashed into some of the bikers. Shit. So now they're pissed. They try to get him like out of the car, but he speeds off. They're following him. Now it's a chase. He pulls into a drive-in movie theater, and we see that Blood Feast is playing. That's the movie that's playing. And he, like, you know, kind of hides, like, pulls into a spot. But then we see our bikers go through the gate without paying, mind you. They just, they just bike on in, <laughs> and they're looking around for him. They're too cool to pay. Yeah. Uh, looking around for him. Cut to a couple in a car, and this bitch... She's just got her tits out, oh, watching a movie. Okay. Smoking a doobie. Yes, queen. And her boyfriend is just fondling her tits. Just She's just smiling, smoking a doobie, watching a movie, tits out. Yeah. John holds out tits up. That's the life. And then her boyfriend says, hey, honey, about time, isn't it? And she says, maybe the next movie. <laughs> she's like, you just keep fondling my tits, bitch. Yeah. So now our mustachioed priest, Hunka Hunka Burn in Love. Uh, oh, he now has no mustache. He's taken the mustache off. And uh, taking the mustache off. And he's kind of like walking around now. And one of the bikers comes up to him and is like, greetings, asshole. And our guy says, I'm a man of God, not a man of violence. And right after saying this, immediately following, not even entirely sure he finished saying the word violence, he stabs the biker right in the gut. (gasps) Shit. Now we're back with our couple and uh, our priestly hunk of hunk of burning love comes up to that car, pulls the guy out of the car and says, where are the keys? And our guy says, in the ignition. Well, this bitch had her tits out. So she's trying to button up her blouse as fast as she can. But our guy just gets in and drives off with her in the back seat. Uh-oh. Cut to the show. Diane is like, it's almost New Year's in Aspen. Aspen. Yep, you got it. <laughs> and so we're like, okay, it's happening. Uh, we now cut back to the girl in the car with him in the back seat. And she's he's just like holding a switchblade up, like being like, I got this. Don't you forget it. Question eight. You're in the back seat. What what is your tactic here and what is her tactic here? We're driving? Yes. I'm going to take – I'm going to put my seatbelt on Mm -hmm. and I'm going to take my bra and strangle him. Okay. And just in case he crashes on my seatbelt on. Okay. And then – He'll drop the switchblade and then I'll slit his throat. Okay. That's what I'm doing. What does she do? Switchblade. He's got a switchblade and she's in the back seat. Eh? Mm-hmm. I mean, I kind of don't think she does anything. Okay. I think mean, she's like, okay, sir, you have a switchblade. I will listen to what you say. Zero points. Uh, I think because well, he has a switchblade, he could very easily just kind of cut the uh, the the bra off um, pretty quickly. And what she does 
is she says, I have no money. He says, I don't want money. And she says, I'll do anything you want. We can get it on if you want. I won't even make any kind of fuss. Oh, shit. So her tactic is to just be like, yeah, do whatever you want, you know. And then he like clearly doesn't. Yeah, clearly doesn't want that either. So he like flips, flips his switchblade up again. As he does this, he almost runs into a bunch of partiers that are like crossing the road. So he comes to a dead stop. Question nine, what do you do? What does she do? I think when he comes to a dead stop, what kind of car am I in? Mercedes. No, like is it a two-door or a four-door? Four-door. Oh, I'm going to get the fuck out. Okay. I thought I was in a two-door. Otherwise, I probably would have already been out of this bitch. <laughs> what does she do? Hand in hand. Goodbye. Double ding. So she takes this opportunity to jump out of the car and run into run away. Bonus question. How fast do you run and when do you stop? <laughs> Fast and never. <laughs> Bonus point. Great. What, Great job. Is that not what she does? She runs very poorly. I mean, no arrow. Di- she may as well be running just waving her hands in, in the air. No, not that I could see that we're hindering her in any way. She then is sort of crying and looking back a lot. Right. And oh, yeah, I know that. I know that vibe and then stops at a tree about a hundred feet away from where she started and cries for a little while yeah we always Uh, get tired real quick from yeah from a running from a murderer right yeah uh and she's crying far too loud and running far too slow so uh you got a bonus point for being quiet fast and long distance so great job (laughs) Um, he basically doesn't even have to sprint. He's just kind of lightly jogging to keep up with her. Uh, <laughs> I also then... like wouldn't go into like alone space. Like, right. didn't we almost hit people? I would like I mean, run into. The, I would run to the people. Yeah. Now, to be fair, it is the 1980s, so no establishing shots. Right. Right. Hard to see so, what's like, where where we are. But what we do come upon is he has now come upon some bleachers. So we can assume that he followed her into like a bleachers type of situation. And he is now just tapping on the bleachers, right? He looking for her. He then hears cops um, coming and he looks back and he sees that the two partiers called the motherfucking cops when he ran off. So he keeps tapping on the bleachers And he sort of has an idea of where she is. She's hiding sort of under the announcer's stand that would be next to the bleachers. And he, like, kicks one of those 1980s trash cans at her, trying to, like, kind of scare her out of it. He's about to find her. But here come the cops. Wow. And he runs off. And the cops say, Miss, are you okay? Which makes me realize you actually get an extra point because she is alive. And I accidentally put her as dead. So congratulations. Hooray. 
<laughs> I couldn't decide. Hooray! I couldn't decide on a word to celebrate. I was gonna say no. holla and then hooray <laughs> or huzzah. She was just you know putting them in a blender and seeing what kind of smoothie she got. Hooray! <laughs> so, cops say, "Are you okay, Miss?" Are you okay? I'm not. Please, someone tried to murder me. She cries. Cut to it being midnight in Aspen. So, uh-oh. somebody's got a day. Um, But he missed his window. To be fair, though, didn't he already kill like two other people? Yeah, but I think I think like he, he was a in- biker and he killed the boyfriend. So yeah, like, so he's he's, he's probably like yeah he's like I'm ahead I don't need to worry about this one yeah <laughs> I, I I like to have some backups so we cut to the cops pulling up to our party right we cut to the cops pulling up to our party the the mm-hmm. the the the, the, the Hotel concert party. yes and we learn that the party is on a commercial break so Lieutenant Clayton gets up on the microphone and he says I've got an announcement. I'm a cop. And everyone, boo! Boo! (laughs) Question Uh 10. You are the cop. Or cop, whatever. You're the cop. You're Lieutenant Clayton. That's who you are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, What is your next move? And what is his next move? So you're, uh, you're you're, you're talking to the crowd in the hotel, in the concert area. I mean. That's the deal. You got to make, you're making, what's your next move as the lieutenant? I'm going to be like, hey, the murderer keeps murdering and um, says he's going to murder more. Maybe we'll, we'll shut it down. Shut it down. We're going to shut it down. I guess I got to shut it down. Okay. I'm going to shut it down. He's going to tell them the murderer is murdering and keeps murdering. So be safe. Be on the lookout. If you have anything suspicious happens, go do this. Suspicious. That's all I got. One point for you. Yeah, I think shutting it down is a good idea. What he says is, if any guest here has to leave this room for any reason... You can't come back in. Mm. So basically he's not making the show stop, but he's like, you're, no one can you're stuck here. ever again. Yeah. And he says all access points are sealed off until further notice. Cut to Ernie massaging Diane saying like, you're doing great, you know, and Diane is like, don't we have enough trouble without scaring all the guests? And I'm like, bitch, you're about to get. Kim's <laughs> laughing at me. I'm not laughing at you. I'm having my own experience. That is. Can I be a part of it? Can I be a part of the experience on our shared podcast? Can I be a part of it? I mean, you can. It was a visual experience. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Kim. <laughs> Do tell. <laughs> he 
you know when you let your eyes like defocus yeah oh, I mm-hmm. love it. Mm-hmm. um but your background's really black and then your your front microphone is black and so you were defocused and it was like cutting you off kind of so you just looked like a floating head and then like <laughs> kind of looked like arms flailing about like on the side um and it was really funny to watch i couldn't help it join our laughing. patreon so you can see kim's visual experiences that's what you get over here <laughs> it was i was just like it was like you were my own what were trips uh posters we used to get oh magic eye posters yeah yeah maybe next week next time we record i'll wear all black up against my black background maybe a floating head yeah so lieutenant introduced lieutenant now introduces us to some more cops and one is a cop psychologist and He's like, it was this guy's idea to, like, you know, seal off the exits and all that kind of shit. And the cop psychologist, he, he, you know how, how somebody only has to say, like, one single sentence and you can determine whether or not they're a chronic mansplainer or not? Sure. This guy. Mansplainer. Mansplainer. Now, he is, in fact, explaining something that he is an expert in. Right. But you know that that's not where it stops with this guy. You can tell. So he says, we have to consider and prepare for the possibility that he'll be right here at midnight Pacific Standard Time because he has a compulsion to kill in a sequential pattern. A compulsion to kill in a sequential pattern. And he's like, and killing a name personality like you at the stroke of New Year's Eve would really feed his narcissism. And his desire to, like, be one of the greats, quote unquote, like Son of Sam or the Zodiac Killer. Sure. So he's like, this This is like a perf- – this is a narcissist murderer's dream right now. Right. And Diane says, he'd kill me just for that? And the psychologist cop says, no. He also mutilated the breasts of all of his victims, which tells me he has a mother fixation. Oh, no. Blurg. And Lieutenant Clayton is like, whatever, we just got to stop this crazy bitch. Crazy son of a bitch, he says. We now cut back to, remember Derek? I do. I just thought of Derek when you mentioned mother issues. With his fucking red stocking over his head, hanging out in his mom's dressing room with pins in his ears. And now he has sunglasses on. But we hear, we now see that he's not in his mom's room anymore. He's listening like behind a wall to the conversation that the psychologist is having with his mom with his stocking face oh yes oh yes okay now he doesn't appear to have been spotted by anyone but he very easily could be and he don't give a flying fuck about his stocking head and his pin ears so we now cut to someone being told oh now we're outside the hotel and we have a fucking hotel guest who's like Can I come in to my room? And they're like, no. Oh, fuck. That sucks. New Year's fucking Eve. You're not getting another hotel room tonight. Yeah. There's no goddamn way. You're fucked. What are you going to do? Sleep in your car? No. I Ubered. Shit. What am I going to do? God, the anxiety that would happen to me if I was in this guy's shoes. Also, why are you Um, trying to go to your hotel room before midnight, though? Let's be real. Go back uh, out to your party. We don't need to. 
We don't need to judge about when people do or do not go home on New Year's Eve. What hours they may or may not want to go home. We don't need any of that. Go back to your party. (laughs) So, I mean, I guess he has to. Like, he's not allowed into his room. So, that's that. So, our guy, we now see our guy, uh, Hunk Hunk of Burn and Love, is dropped off in a cab. And... Tells the cab driver to go with God, my son, because he's still in his priestly garb. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he sees all the hullabaloo at the front entrance that they're not letting people in. So he goes around to the back entrance. Two cops are standing there. He then watches for a little bit, sees that one cop goes inside. So now the other one is standing there alone. So he says, hey, officer, can you give me a hand over here? I think I found a drunk. So the cop comes around and our guy is kind of hiding. He picks up a brick and hits him over the head with it. Mm. Cut to Diane introducing another song. The band is called Made in Japan. Oh, I wanted to postmortem if Shadow and Made in Japan were real bands Um, because they've featured quite heavily. Made in Japan. In Japan sounds familiar. Doesn't it? So, yeah, I'm going to look that up. Uh, so we now cut back to our guy who's now in a cop uniform. So he stole the guy's. Uh-oh. Yeah. And he walks up to the other cop and just walks right past him. Walks right in. Uh, wh- weren't we friends? Don't you know what I look like? That's what I said. But then he pulled that thing at the asylum where he was like, I was called in from the county. So I don't know if he was like, I'm from Ventura County. I just standing next to each other. A thousand percent. This this cop, this cop was trash. You don't have to ask me (laughs) twice. Okay. (laughs) So cut to guests of the hotel being like, my room key, let us in. Okay, cut to our guy. He's inside now. And he opens up a whole trunk that he had there. I don't know. Inside. And starts changing again. Yes. This guy's got costumes galore. He's like a goddamn theater major with the amount of costumes He's he has to in a put trunk. on a one-man show. He really is. So we now cut to Ernie and Diane is... Steven? That's a weird Steven. Yeah. It was like a so stealth... No- stealth... It, jet. <laughs> Just it was. It was like Batman you- Steven. Yeah. So now we cut to Ernie and Diane is like, I need some alone time. Like she's, she's a lot. Sure. So cop officer green says the hell you do. Someone just knocked one of my guys out cold. Uh He could be in the building right now. You understand? And she says, I would only assume that he definitely is. If the building got knocked out, what? Yes. And and uniform taken. Alert. Yes. High alert. 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 Yeah. yeah, you left out the part where my guy was knocked out and now he's naked. Yeah. So gotta look out for the cops. Like if we already know that a cop is knocked out, then we should have what much more information. Exactly. So they walk off together. Cut to Okay, so now we cut to the cop that walked off with her checking her room before she walks in. She's behind him. He opens the door to, like, 
you know, like there's the front part that's like the dressing area, I guess. And then her bedroom is is behind another door. Mm -hmm. And then in the bedroom is a bathroom. And uh, he opens the door. Freeze! Ah. There's someone in the bedroom. Diane says, stop, stop. That's my son. And she runs in and says, Derek, I forgot you were here. (laughs) Oh, poor Derek. And Derek says, don't you always... Now, he doesn't have his red stocking on anymore. Oh, f- damn it. He would have gotten I, shot, honestly, if right. he did. There wouldn't even yeah. be a, a question. I, I mean, I see New Year's Evil 2. Derek becomes the killer. I'm a little worried. So he, they're sitting on the bed, and he now says, I had a surprise for you, and now I don't want any part of it. And he runs off. <laughs> Derek runs off. In a temper tantrum. This is a 20-something-year-old man. I just want to remind you. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. <laughs> just a reminder. So Derek runs off. Yeah, well, she then's a real cunt to him, so. She, she's real neglectful, yeah. So she th- now tells the cop, to. she's like, okay, can you leave the room so I can change? Uh, she's sitting at the vanity. And all of a sudden, someone in a white tracksuit and a very creepy mask. So it like almost looks like a Nixon mask, but kind of sillier looking. And the expression, I'll have Kim describe it, is like. It's like smushed face, like closed eyes, closed mouth, cheeky. Big, big chin. Big chin. Yeah. Bunchy cheeks. Yeah. So, yeah, so that's, that's the mask that we see. We've never seen this mask before. Kind of like that, but worse. Yeah. So, yeah. guy in tracksuit comes in. She sees him and screams. He takes the mask off. It's our guy. And he Ooh, says, Where did he come from? And he says, Calm down. It's me. She goes, Richard, you scared me. Is Richard the husband? Yes. Oh, no. And he says, the surprise was Derek's idea. Not a very good one. And he says, I was in Palm Springs, but I drove up as soon as I heard about all the trouble. And he says, do you want me to stay with you? And she says, no, I'll be okay. What is happening? My husband is a serial killer? And she says, I'll see you and Derek after the show. He leaves the room, but the cop is standing outside. And the cop is like, what? Where did you come from? How did you get in here? What the fuck? And our guy Richard says, oh, they called her agent Ernie Moffat. He okayed it and walks off. Question 11. Yes. What do you do? What does the cop do? I'm I'm arresting him anyway, because still, where the fuck was he? I just searched the room. Whether you're allowed to be in there or not, I just searched the room. So he was in the, they do say this, he was in the bathroom. And because Derek was in the bedroom part and Diane said, this is my son, and then said, get out, I have to change. The cop never searched the bathroom. Well, but even if he had, problem. even if he had, 
it would have been like, there's my husband. Here's my son. Here's my husband. Okay. I was more concerned that he was like hiding in a creepy weird place. Right. That, that tracks now. Okay. Um, then I think the cop is going to go inside and check on her. Okay. And I'm going to... I'm going to be like, wait a minute. And I'm going to put a cuffs on it and be like, you're sticking with me until I get this confirmed. Let's go make sure she's alive. And then we'll go from there. I love your cop voice. (laughs) One point. Officer Green is a stand-up officer, Ms. Burns. Because this motherfucker walks off. And Officer Green gets right on the horn and says, I want you to check on something for me to another cop. Nice. Cut to our guy now opening an electric panel by the elevator. And he pulls some wires out or something or whatever the fuck. And he's got his trunk, his costume trunk below him. Is he just carrying this around? The trunk appeared to, like, be there. Like, okay. like he stashed it there or something. Oh, okay, okay. And uh, he, we see that he's, like, fucking with, like, the electrical panel for the elevator. And, like, also there's a security camera where he can watch who's in the elevator wherever he is. So it's, like, he can it, – the, the monitor shows him what's in the elevator, basically. And we now cut to Lieutenant – and Ernie on the phone and Lieutenant is repeating back a license number like that someone is giving him. And he then Lieutenant then says, Richard Sullivan hangs up and he says to Ernie, do you know who that is? And Ernie says, yeah, it's Diane's husband. And Lieutenant uh, Clayton says, well, they found his Mercedes at the drive through drive in. He knifed a biker and escaped in a stolen car with a chick. Turns out he was a patient at Crawford (sighs) Asylum. Oh, no. Wait. Like he'd gotten out, but like in his past. past. Yeah. Okay, 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 okay. Another cop now comes up and tells him what Green said and that Ernie okayed Richard to come in. And Ernie is like, the fuck I did. Uh, Ernie. And he's like, I always knew that bastard was crazy. So like his whole Richard's whole thing is falling apart in real time as we speak. We now cut to Diane in a new outfit. This is her midnight outfit. And she's getting into the elevator with Officer Green. And uh, Officer Green says, the scariest thing I've ever heard in my fucking life. She says, are you married? And he says, yeah, 10 years. She says, do you have kids? And he says, two sets. Two sets. Of twins. (laughs) And I said, (laughs) That'd be cute. Well, Well, now the elevator stops. And we see Richard is outside fucking with it. Officer Green then tells Diane to hit a bunch of buttons. And I'm like, sir, you're the cop. You hit a bunch of buttons. 
you don't boss this lady around. You are her protector, sir. And so he just keeps telling her to hit more buttons, hit more buttons, hit them, just hit all the buttons. And the elevator just keeps dropping and dropping and dropping and dropping and dropping and dropping. So what he's trying to get her to do is like hit all the buttons so that like it stops because he's feeling that the elevator is like dropping really fast. So okay, it now opens. They're both passed out. Richard is standing there because like it dropped. They passed out. It opens. Richard is standing there. He kicks Officer Green in the face, drags him out. Hold on. I'm going to need you to back up. Great. They what? they passed out from the drop. You got it. So it was a quick drop and they passed out. Now, here's what I did think as I was smarter. watching this. I think when it hit, they were knocked out. Perhaps. Okay. So we fell real fast. We fell real fast. And all I can think is that like the impact – of it hitting and then the we ground suddenly stops because Richard is an elevator scientist and he figured out how to just drop it, cut the wire until it landed on this floor. Basically, landed uh, in the basement. He's he's definitely like in the basement for sure. Okay, okay. So I would say maybe they're knocked out. So he goes in, kicks the cop in the face, drags him out, and then he comes over to, to Diane. And Diane's kind of like woozy. And she's like, Richard, what happened? The show. And Richard says, gosh, you're a real trooper. The show must go on, right? Well, tonight, the show is going to go on without you. Here, listen to this. And he starts playing the murders on mm-hmm. his recorder. And then he says, instant replay. The miracle of modern technology. And she says, you? And he says, yep, that's right. I'm evil. And she says, why? And he says, because I'm fed up. You're just like every other lady in my life. Derek told me about how you behave around other men. He also told me how you try to turn on your own son. Ladies are not very nice people. They're manipulative. (laughs) And deceitful and immoral and very selfish. (laughs) And he says, that's why Yvonne was first. Because you and she have been shortchanging me for years. I've had to beg for your attention and my allowance through her for years. Your allowance? Oh, I'm sorry, sir. You why poor, don't you poor get baby. your own fucking job, right, dickhead? Because as far as we knew, you were just down like partying in Palm Springs, like it was yeah. fucking nothing. Listen, and so he's like, "You castrated me, and that's not nice, bitch." Exactly what Miss Burns, what Officer Burns said. You can get your own fucking life, man. Actually, it was Lieutenant Burns. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to demote you. Thank you. And he says, now you're trying to do the same thing to Derek. He told me. We had a very interesting discussion while waiting for you. He got a role in a series without telling them he was your son. He got it on his own merits. Got it all on his own. Question 12. You're in a fucking elevator. 
with your goddamn crazy husband monologuing his villain monologue at you, (laughs) telling you all his beef, what's your tactic? What's her tactic? So we're in the elevator? Yeah. We're sitting on the floor of the elevator. He's pissed. I think hand in hand we're going to play along. Like, you're right. I'm so sorry. I'm going to make it up to you. That kind of thing. Point for you. I That's exactly what I would have done. Just if, if for no other reason than it would buy you time, mm-hmm, you know. Mm-hmm. She says, Richard, you're sick. I was like, oh, no. Oh, no. You may as well have told him to calm down. Calm down. <laughs> <laughs> so he says, this has been a very bad year for me, but midnight starts the first day of my new life. I'm going to go to the Rose Bowl game with my boy and let you sleep in. And then he like gets down and like puts his head against her bosom. Mm -hmm. And he's like, shh, I can hear your heart beating. And he's like holding his knife real close to her. And then he says, I don't like that. Oh, no, I do. I like my heart beating. I like my heart beating. Keep it beating, please. And he pulls her up. And all I could think was like, this motherfucking rich white male who is like talking about woe is me because his wife is more successful than he am and he gets to just fucking fuck around in Palm Springs. You are looking a goddamn gift horse in the mouth, you mm-hmm. piece of shit. That's right. Do you know what I wouldn't give to just be a kept spouse? Not have to work. Just come home. Do you know what I would give to just... Be a spouse. <laughs> right? <laughs> he has both of our dreams. <laughs> so pulls her up, right? He's like, I don't like this. Pulls her up. Cut to cops knocking on a bunch of doors looking around the hotel for him. Looking in the kitchen everywhere. Cut to Diane. Now tied up like outside the elevator or something. Richard comes over and shushes her. And I think he starts like he's doing something with the switchblade. Like, cutting her buttons off or cutting something. I don't know. And he, like, uncoils her. And he puts – he stands her up. And he moves the elevator up a floor. But the door is still open. Right? So now it's just, like, the shaft of down Mm -hmm, to the elevator. mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And he puts a bunch of chains around her hands and neck. And he says, you need some time to think about this. All the way up. And all the way down. Get smashed. Cut to a guy being like, where is she? Get her up here. Because the show, you know. Right. Cut to Richard fucking with the elevator. And we see that she's chained, hanging underneath the oh, elevator no. car. Okay. okay. And he sends it up. And then it stops. And she's screaming and screaming. And it stops right next to Yvonne's body in the elevator shaft. So now it's going back down and and she's Ah. about to get smushed. And there's two people in the elevator that are like almost passed out. And they wake up and the fucking elevator is plummeting. Where'd those people come from? I guess the floor that, you know, Yvonne's body... 
body was near, like they were like, oh, here's the elevator and hopped on in. And then they to the, passed to the mur- out too. <laughs> yeah, to the murder <laughs> elevator. Well, they passed out because they were drunk. They passed out because they were drunk. So they were just like, what is this magic elevator that Richard concocted? (laughs) There's just like, it's it's called the carbon monoxide elevator. (laughs) Carbon monoxide death evader. So they now start trying to hit all the buttons because they feel it plummeting. Richard now hears someone coming in the basement and it's a bunch of cops. They found him. Uh So now it's a shootout near the elevator as the elevator is barreling to the ground People are in it trying to stop it, and they finally do. I don't know. They hit the right combination oh, of buttons, okay. and it stopped. So now she's just hanging, right? Okay. Richard then is trying to get away from the shootout, so he runs up the stairwell. The cops are chasing him, and phew, this this chase. I mean, this happened in real time, running up about 25 <laughs> flights of stairs in real time. And I was like, got it. <laughs> Nothing like those long scenes. Uh Richard shoots one of them, leans over, shoots one of them, heads up to the roof. The lieutenant follows him up to the roof. Cut to Richard. He's like whimpering now mm-hmm. and puts on his mask, you know, his rubber mask that he had. That's like the weird face old man. Another cop walks towards him and is like, put the gun down. Because remember, he got probably the cop's gun that he knocked out. I bet that's where he got a gun. He does. He also takes out his switchblade and puts that down. And the cop says, put your hands on your head. And the lieutenant now comes up behind the other cop. And this fucking extra ass motherfucker puts his hands behind his head and says, to die, to sleep, no more. (laughs) And by asleep, to say we end the heartache and the thousand natural shocks that flesh is heir to. Thank you. Thank you. I mean, look, he came to put on a one-man show, and he and fucking he did. did it. He did. He had costume changes. He'd memorized his lines. He was ready to go. And the curtain call is he turns and he jumps off the building. Oh, shit. And right before he jumps, that doesn't matter, jumps off the building. Dead. A bunch of people are now crowding around a dead body. Crime scenes, I'm telling you. Crime scenes prior to last year, people could just walk through and take souvenirs if they goddamn wanted to. (laughs) So ambulance are already there, which is great. Lieutenant is now standing with one leg up on the roof. (laughs) Lieutenant Ben smoking a cigarette. Yeah, and he's just all kind of sweaty. His sleeves are rolled up. His suspenders are out. He's just like, it's been one goddamn hell of a day. <laughs> he didn't say truth? He didn't say that, but it sounds like he should have, doesn't it? It does. Should have been that line. So if Kim was the lieutenant, she would have known that that was her line. So now we cut down to the ground floor to Derek. Hugging. His dead dad. Uh-oh. Cops pull him back, but not before he's grabbed the mask off his dad's head. Ah! Again, you can just fucking take souvenirs at crime scenes around the, the, the park. Derek's the killer. Yeah, I, I already called it. Yep, you sure did. And he says, uh, 
oh, this was mean of me, but I'll share it. So he pulls it back and he's, you know, trying to cry about his dad. And I wrote, not sure why he got cast in that show. (laughs) Not very good. So back to Derek, he walks off with the mask and a serious face. Cut to Diane being wheeled into an ambulance. The guy straps her in and says, okay, she's ready. Let's go. Cut up to the driver's seat. A masked man is driving it. And the actual driver is in the, on the floor. And we just hear, Happy New Year from Hawaii. Uh Now I ask you. Yes. You can plainly see who is in the driver's seat of this goddamn ambulance. Sure. And it is not the person who was originally driving it. It is now a masked man that you just presumably saw murder the person that drove the ambulance. And nobody seems to be aware, concerned, or anything like that. But here we are. We're set up for New Year's Evil 2. The end. Yay. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Don't neglect your sons or your husbands because they're fragile beings, everyone, and they'll murder you. Yes, protect their fragile masculinity. Oh, yes. It is our job as women to protect their fragile masculinity. All right. Hi, Sammies. So we heard a rumor that you're not signed up for our awesome Patreon yet. What? Where are you getting your bone con then? It's cool. It's fine. You can still subscribe. Just hit the link in the show notes or search for us on Patreon. We're right there. We've got all kinds of bone con. That's bonus content. We've got mini-sodes, post-mortems, and Q&As, all live streamed. Polls, prizes, merch, and just a general smorgasbord of KK Sam. So join us. Or else. Okay. Happy New Year. For your dead or lives, bitch, you got 7 out of 12. Nice. Starting the new year off right. Nice. Uh, for your questions, you got 18.5 out of 25. Or 24. 18.5 out of 24. Okay, I gave you, it would have been 17.5 out of 24, but you got that bonus point for <laughs> knowing to run fast and forever. Thank you for that that give gimme bonus point. I You're welcome. It. You're welcome. For a total of 25.5 out of 36. All right. Not too shabby. Not too shabby. Um, so that was it. Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year. That was fun. Yeah, it was fun. It was super fun. Um, anything else? Follow us on uh, at KK Sam Podcast. Can you guys please rate, review, and subscribe if you haven't already? If you are listening to this, please rate, review, and subscribe right now, not later. Don't put a crystal in it. Do it now. Do it you now. Know, actually, you can um, rate on Spotify now. No shit. So before when you could only do it on Apple and you didn't have an Apple Mm -hmm. and you were listening on Spotify, so you couldn't rate. We get it. It's cool. No worries. Mm -hmm. But now Spotify, you can give a little rate. I don't think you can review. I'm not sure. But please give us five stars. We'd so appreciate it. We really would. Um, You can join our Patreon. We have lots of fun stuff going on over there all the time. Uh, You can join our Facebook group, Sammy Stay Alive Maybe. And we have merch and stuff. Any? Did I miss anything? No, just that we love you. So much. Um, truly. This has been Kim and Kat's Stay Life. Maybe.
So until next week, stay alive. Happy Ghosted me. I'm done. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Dread Podcast Network.